Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, guys? It's your boy Dylan. I'm here to talk about once again betonline.ag. Betonline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. They're the fastest and easiest way for all your betting needs for all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure you use our promo code BLEAVE, that is capital letters B L E A V, to receive your rewards. One more time, that is capital letters B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Singer at Thunder Chats. We are part of the Believe Network. This podcast is brought to you, as you just heard, by betonline.ag. Now that all that's out of the way, I have to introduce my co-host. First, joining me from absolutely nowhere is nobody. It's just me. It's a solo. It's a chat solo. It's a, what what would you call it? It's a Thunder Chats. Ho! All right, yeah, had to do that. So, no, guys, it's just me. Um... You know, just scheduling conflict, nobody able to record. So I'm going to try to get this out as quick as possible for you. Um, people behind the curtain. I probably should have done this last night. I was way too tired. I started to doze off uh, right after halftime for a little bit. But lo and behold, I was able to stay awake for the majority of this game. And uh, the grand majority of this game, I should even say. So uh, I do have fresh takes on it. So. We will go through that game in question, which was against Washington Wizards, 127-110. We knew from the beginning that Bradley Bill would not be playing in this game, so the Thunderbird automatic advantage started off. The Wizards were going shot for shot with us, I think, at uh, one point. I know they had nine points um, really quickly to start off the game. I'm trying to see. Okay, yeah, so it was... It was nine to thirteen, and then they held nine points until Kristaps Porzingis got eleven points um, off of a dunk. Five thirty left in the first, and by that point, we had already scored another eight points. Um, you know, <laughs> just keeping with that trend, they scored six more points the rest of the half, and we scored fourteen, thirty-five to seventeen in the first quarter. And from there, the Thunder just never looked back. We won this game by seventeen points. At one point, I believe, let's see here, the largest leap was 27. Um, so they did start to creep back there in the fourth quarter uh, towards the end. But uh, I think, um, uh, I don't remember, I think it was like four, no, not even four. I think it was like two and a half minutes left in the game. Um, the Wizards subbed out their starters, and we in turn subbed out Shea and Dort too. So that was when we kind of got to roast the victory cigar. So let's kind of dive into the stats here. So first off, we've got Shea, who is coming off his uh, second game from his non-COVID illness. 
<clears throat> putting up 30 points on 12 of 23 shooting, just a little bit over 50%. One of four from three is to 25% from three. You got to clean that up. Five of six from the line, which solid efficiency, but only six trips to the line for Shea. And, you know, that's kind of uh, not upsetting, just kind of shocking given uh, what he was able to do in the game prior in which he had 18 free throw attempts. But it didn't take away from his game. As I said, he scored 30 points. He was a team high on the box score plus minus 25. He had four assists, three rebounds, a steal, two blocks, just stuff in the stat sheet once again. And I mean, what can you say about Shea, dude? I mean, he was getting to the rim at will. I mean, he was, he was just pulling off some, for lack of better term, some wizardry in the mid range on whatever wizards defender was hapless enough to have to guard him. Um, and he even hit a three off of a play where he gave it off to Josh and Shea relocated to the corner and Giddy found him for a clean look at the three-pointer. And lo and behold, he made it. So, um, you know, and we'll, we'll talk about Giddy in this too, but like it was just a really good game by Shea. You know, there were stretches there um, after he kind of uh, in the second quarter, I think what it was. I think he had eight points in the first quarter. And he scored like, I don't know, 17 in the second or something like that. Um, no, I'm sorry. It's a, it's a little bit fuzzy for me. But I know that he went off on like a scoring rampage. And then after that, he start, it wasn't that he was forcing shots. It's just the shots weren't falling. But, you know, he did a good job of affecting the game in other areas and, you know, still playing off his teammates in turn. Um, you know, moving right along down the stat sheet, I mean, if you want to look at the guy that set the tone for us early, like look no further than Jalen Williams, Santa, which listen, if, if he keeps playing like this and if the Santa re- nickname really does bother him, like, I don't know. I'll have to set a threshold for him to hit into which I will call him J-Dub from now on. Just like I refuse to call Alex Pokashevsky Poku for a long time uh, until he made me call him Poku basically with this play. So anyway, so Jalen Williams, 18 points, which was uh trailing only uh Giddy and Shea Tybal Ludort for third on the team. Uh led the team in rebounding with eight, in which the the Thunder were out rebounded by five by the Wizards, but still 41 rebounds with like Mike Muscala and Eugene as your only bigs. That's still pretty impressive. Um Otherwise, he had three assists and two steals, like finding other ways to affect the game. But like he had a quick 10 points in the first quarter. Like he hit a three. He was getting into the lane. He had some thunderous dunks. And I mean, he he really set the tone for us. Um, You know, as you guys know from watching the Thunder, that Shea doesn't always necessarily go in guns blazing. He always tries to get his teammates involved, kind of takes a backseat, plays a little bit of the decoy, lets his teammates find rhythm. So. Jalen Williams took full advantage of that, and yeah, I mean he he played great. I mean he was he was doing everything out there. Um, he had, there was one play in particular in I believe the second quarter in which uh, Shea got a steal, drove down the lane or not drove down the lane, but was taking it uh, coast to coast, kicked it to Giddy at about the foul line. Jalen Williams was running. Um, down the right side of Giddy, and Giddy just lobbed it up for a thunderous alley-oop to Jalen Williams, which prompted me to say, this is Thunder Basketball on Twitter. 
because like it, i mean it was just beautiful man like the these this team loves to get out and run and i mean that that was just a great example of that uh speaking of giddy i mean i've, I've held it off long enough dude had 20 points nine assists six rebounds a steal uh, he shot nine of sixteen from the field, hit both of his three point attempts, and you know I got a stat for you on Giddy later on. Now, it, it's coming. I mean, Dube was just in full control; like he looked so great. And I mentioned the play in which Shea was able to relocate off of uh, off ball of Giddy's uh, of Giddy having the ball. I mean, this game, like throughout the game, was just a great example and a great testament to the development that Shea and Giddy are having playing off of one another. Um, you know, they was both able to get theirs. I mean, 50 points between the two of them, uh, 13 assists between the two of them, two turnovers between the two of them, both for Giddy, but that's besides the point. Um, both of them was efficient, and, you know, they were doing so with the ball in their hands, creating for themselves and also creating for the other. So I thought it was a great sign for the future, and, you know, I look – forward to seeing that build um continuing on you got Lou Dort who like this was kind of almost like a perfect Lou Dort game like he had 18 points six rebounds four assists a steal he did have five fouls and that could contribute 100 percent to his low minutes he played 23 minutes and his low shot attempts which he was he only took eight but that's like the sweet spot for Lou he did eight shot attempts four of them were threes he made six shot attempts. He made three of his three-pointers. Like, that's great efficiency, great volume, I believe, for Lou, in which he was still playing really good defense, really crazy defense out there. So I I know that Lou was hampered a little bit by his fouls, and that definitely contributed to the low shot attempts. But, you know, maybe look in the mirror, mirror a little bit there, Lou Gantz. You know, Lou was up 20 uh what did i say 27 i think at some point in this game and you know that's with you only playing limited minutes and limited shot attempts like i'm not saying i'm just saying uh but you know i mean if you're gonna if you're gonna be shooting that thing that good man like keep letting it fly from three at least you know don't just don't be forcing anything inside um let's see here so on the bench uh what was really impressive on the bench um which kind of faded out a little bit as the game went on and, you know, we were just trying to get out of there with a win. Um, the guys were shooting very well from three. Uh, Wendy Waters <clears throat> only played two minutes. It is only three. I actually think that was in garbage time. Uh, Eugene missed his only attempt. Kendrick hit both of his attempts. He had eight points, four rebounds off the bench with three or four shooting. As I said, both three-pointers. Trey Mann came in and was looking really good early on. Eight points, four rebounds, four assists. Um, he finished the game three of 11, two of eight, but at one point I think he was like three of five, two of three from three. I mean, he was, he was looking really good out there. And even though he started to miss shots there down the stretch, um, it wasn't in an inconsequential moment in the game. Um, I don't want to say there wasn't a lot on the line, but basically the fact that he's willing to shoot those shots, the willing, the fact that he's willing to get eight three pointers up, on 11 of his shot attempts um, just tells me that we're seeing a different Trey man than we saw before his G league extent. And he continues to grow in confidence in his shot and his handle. I um, mean, even in his defense, I mean, it didn't register any steals, but he did. He definitely had a couple of them where he was getting his hand in the cookie jar. He got a block in this game. <clears throat> like I'm, I've been really impressed with what I've seen Trey man down the stretch. 
Uh, Isaiah Joe ended up shooting three and nine, two or six from three, eight points, three rebounds, two assists, two steals, kind of doing everything. He actually fouled out of this game, which I don't even think I realized. <laughs> like, that's kind of wild to think about. But, <clears throat> I mean, dude is just a godsend. Like, I mean, it's not just the threes that he's hitting. It's the timeliness of them, like run-stopping threes. Um, and obviously, you know, we've seen what he could do in the clutch, but like specifically in this game, like it felt like when the Wizards were trying to get something going, uh, there was those two threes that Isaiah Joe made where they stopped the run before, you know, it even started to happen. So uh, definitely shout out Isaiah Joe. I mean, he's been a godsend. <clears throat> um, and I actually have a stat here. I tweeted this out early on, and I, I just thought it was interesting. It was actually a stat I was fishing for on the last podcast, but it wasn't quite there yet. Um, now it is. So let's uh, <clears throat> let's kind of see. Sorry, I, I was reading another tweet. So let's look at the three-point shooting of a couple players since the start of December. So since the start of December, Isaiah Joe, three-point percentage, 44.9% from three. Now that's great. Like that's phenomenal. Like I love to see that. Like a guy that can provide you legitimate gravity, not just for Shea, not just for Giddy, but for the rest of your team. Like <clears throat> that's awesome. And you guys know how I feel about Isaiah Joe from listening to this podcast, seeing my tweets. Like I want to see him do more. Like I want him to continue to straight that thing because pause uh, because he's just been a godsend for this team and like not just for this version of the thunder, but also for the future version of thunder. So if you continue that, that'd be awesome. But like I said, 44.9, that's phenomenal. Josh Giddy since the start of December from the three point range is shooting 45.1%. He did it. He finally surpassed Isaiah Joe in terms of percentage. And as I said in the tweet, this isn't a shot at Isaiah Joe. As you guys know, as I just said, I love the guy. Like, I think he's phenomenal. I think he has a future place on this team. But when you're talking about the future, there are three guys that you have to mention for the Thunder. It's Shea, it's Chet, and it's Josh Giddy. <clears throat> and what he's been able to do to turn around his three-point percentage, he's up to 35% from three on the season, which is a testament to not just Chip England and, like, just his, again, like for a better term, wizardry with shooting the basketball. But Josh Giddy's work ethic and his commitment to getting better, like this is still a year two player. This guy is still, I think, 19 years old, like still one of the youngest players in the NBA. And he's willing to go out there and put in the work. And we're seeing the results. We're seeing the fruits of his labor. So I hope Josh just continues on that trajectory. And because, you know, if he's able to shoot that three consistently, like, 29 and six from Josh Giddy. Like if he's like your third best player, that's phenomenal. Like I can't, I cannot overstate how important, how crucial that is for your basketball team. So uh, yeah, shout out Josh Giddy. Keep that up, man. Uh, last thing I just had to say is Aaron Wiggins played one minute in this game and it was in garbage time. And I just got to say, even though we won, that was an absolute travesty. Mark Dagnall, uh, you've been put on notice. Please do not let that happen again. We appreciate that. So, <clears throat> kind of moving on, we have the Mavericks uh, tomorrow, which is Sunday at 7 o'clock. And then we have the game. We play the Miami Heat Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. on TNT. And this is the chance for Shea and the Thunder to really show the world you know, what they could do and what they got in store for the rest of the league. Um, I hope you guys voted for Shea for the All-Star game. Yesterday was triple vote day, so 
definitely try to get those votes in. I don't know if you guys know. I don't think we talked about it, but Shea is fourth in terms of Western Guards right now. He's about four. What was it? Four thousand votes behind John Morant in the third spot, which is a travesty. Shea has played better than John Morant in every metric, um, basically this year. I mean, I know Ja has better record, but Ja has a better team around him. So that's uh, that's kind of my defense for that. Curry and Luke, I completely understand. They deserve the spots that they're in. Uh, if Curry doesn't get back soon, that spot could probably be open. Uh, guys, get those votes in. Let's get Shea in the All-Star game. Let's not just get him in the All-Star game. Like, Let's get him to be a starter if Curry does, in fact, have to miss this All-Star game. Um, yeah, can't say it enough. Like, I, I want to see Shea out there, and he's putting on, man. I mean – Obviously, it wasn't a great look that we was able to do what we did against the Celtics with no Shea. Um, but 28 points against the Magic, 30 points against the Wizards. Neither night was like a phenomenal night shooting, but he's still out there producing. <clears throat> and, you know, he's doing it for this team. So let's uh, let's get it done. Let's get it done for the team. Um yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up. Uh, I do want to thank you guys for listening. I want to tease a couple things coming up. So next week we have a very special guest, I think, making his podcasting debut. Um, I'm, I, I, I can't express to you how excited I am. Um, yeah, I mean, just just stay tuned. It's going to be awesome. Um, we also have a couple other guests that we're working on. I'm starting to take more of a what's the word I'm looking for more of a direct view into the draft. You know, we don't necessarily, we won't necessarily be picking at the top of the draft, at least at this juncture, um, because that, that was nothing I want to look at was the NBA standings um, after our win, because losing to the magic was, was not fun. <laughs> it might've been fun for the tankers. It wasn't fun for me. Um, so right now the Thunder sit at 13 in the Western conference. One game back from the Lakers at 12, two and a half games back from the Timberwolves at 11, and no, I'm sorry, one and a half games back from the Timberwolves at 11, two games from the Jazz at 10, two and a half games from the nine and eight spot with the Suns and the Blazers. So the season's far from over. I think that, you know, we still have our best basketball ahead of us. <clears throat> you know, we've got a touch stress here with the Mavericks, the Heat, the Sixers, the Bulls, the Nets, the Pacers, the Kings, the Nuggets that's going to tell us a lot. I I hadn't looked that far ahead at the stretch we have for us, but I think that's going to tell us a lot. And I think that this month is really going to show what kind of team we're going to be. So after Pacers, Kings, Nuggets, we've got the Hawks, of course, the Cavaliers game, which we're going to be at, and then the Warriors at the end of the month. So like this, this month is a murderer's row. And, at this point, we are two and one in the month. We have, let's see, four, nine, 11 games left. <clears throat> so, two and one. If we end this month 500, I'll be very impressed. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. And, you know, a, obligatory mention for the fan event um, coming up on January 27th. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers game. Again, lower bowl tickets, upper bowl tickets, $83, $16. It gets you in the arena. They get you the on-court experience with the post-game photo and the half-court shot contest and with the possibility to win premium seats for a future game in the for the Thunder this season. 
I mean, it's it's gonna be a great time. Um, I think we have. Let me look at my calendar here. We have so tickets are gonna be live for two more weeks. Actually, not even two more weeks. They, I think, the link is gonna be down January twentieth. So, you guys, if you have not yet, I've spoken to a lot of you that have bought your tickets. If you've not bought your tickets yet, you need to do that as soon as you can because. Um, it'd be a lie to say that they're going to run out, but that link does go down January 20th. So get it done. Uh, we hope to see you there. We're excited to see you there and it's going to be a great time. You don't want to miss out. So with that being said, I think I'm going to wrap it up because I'm not necessarily rambling, but I'm having trouble speaking because I'm kind of (laughs) tired. Anyways, I hope you guys have a great night. God bless. Hoop when you can. As always, thunder up. You have been tuned in to Thunder Chats. I just realized the door was open. That's awkward. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.